the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, faith, faith. Politics, 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 history, history, and current events. Current events. And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I am Derek Stone with a moment on sports, part one. The Michigan Wolverines men's basketball team defeated the Bowling Green Falcons 96-82 this past Wednesday. Sean D. Brown led the Wolverines by scoring 19 points and knocking down five out of seven three-pointers. Two of Brown's teammates, Isaiah Livers and Mike Smith, combined for 33 points on 11 successful shots out of 20 attempts. Eli Brooks and Hunter Dickinson each chipped in with 11 points on four made field goals out of seven tries to round out the double-figure scorers for Michigan, who used their size advantage in the post to outscore the Falcons by 16 in the paint. The Wolverines will host the Oakland Grizzlies at the Chrysler Center tomorrow night at 6. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. Good afternoon, and I pray that the Lord bless each and everyone out there today listening, as well as my co-host and and Derek Stone. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, how are you doing, folks? A lot I want to talk about today. But first, I have to point out to Derek Stone that right now it is becoming winter, which means it's becoming time for curling. And if there's nothing else that should lift the heart, it's knowing that we are coming into curling season. I know we don't have a lot of news right now on curling, but uh, we will have soon because, well, it's winter. And that's when people curl because there's ice. (laughs) I hope you're all doing well out there. How you doing, Derek? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Do you have, by any chance, any curling news for us? No, nothing new. It, all the competition is being shut down right now due, due to COVID. You know, uh, next thing I need to do is I need to th- thank two of my co-hosts that join me just about every week. Uh, Phil Stargell. How you doing, Phil? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. And, and uh, had a had a pretty bland uh, Thanksgiving day, but that was all self-inflicted. Yeah, it sounds like it. And Ed Bondurant, how you doing, Ed? Pretty good. I just was noticing that uh, curling uh, for the female teams is going to open and close the next Winter Olympics in China in 2020, 2022, if there is a China in 2022. Well, good to know. Yeah. And I'm... I'll save up my yens so I can watch the women's curling team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I wanted to thank you two for covering me last week. Last week I was a little under the weather. I would like to honestly say that it was not COVID. I would like to say that, but it was COVID. It was COVID number two, better known as the common cold. Um, <laughs> I, had, I was just uh, wondering, are we in quarantine? Well, no, I had COVID number two. You know, people don't understand that the common cold is a COVID virus. And uh, we've been surviving it for a long time. And I survived it 
I survived it uh, this these last two weeks. My wife survived me being sick, which is a miracle because I am a grump when I am sick. But thank you two for covering me last week. Uh, you guys did a fantastic job. Cool. At least thank I you. didn't leave you horribly disfigured. No, <laughs> not not horribly. And, and Derek, this is where you can mute Ed's mic for the rest <laughs> of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hey, folks, I know we're all going through. I was talking to some very dear friends, and they're still facing great depression because of the election. And let's face it, we the odds are better than not. I haven't counted President Trump out yet, but the odds are better than not that we will be facing a Biden presidency. But that and, won't last uh, long. No. Because then we'll have no. a Harris presidency. Then we'll have a Harris presidency. So we're going to try to find some good news in face of that. And I, I think there is some. I was talking to Phil earlier today, and I, I pointed this out to him. Um, Ed, you remember you remember the, the um, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter election, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now, were you a Republican or were you a, a communist back then? I was. I mean, Democrat. Yeah, I, I was leaning Republican at the time. Uh, by that time, I was I was Republican. Yes. All right, and you know, actually, considering I voted for Nixon too, so yeah, I was definitely re Republican. Yeah. All right. So most Republicans at that election didn't understand why God would do that to this nation. <laughs> you know, why mm -hmm. would God allow that peanut farmer to beat Jerry Ford? I mean, Jerry Ford had it all. He, he was a good president. He had great foreign policy. He learned from Nixon. And uh, he was entertaining to watch. This man could fumble and trip better than Dick Van Dyke, right? And, <laughs> but but policy-wise, he was great. We could not understand why on earth God would allow us to have this peanut farmer from Georgia as the president. And as I pointed out to you, Phil, without Jimmy Carter have wanting that election, we would not have had the Reagan revolution. True that. It, it, took, it took that peanut farmer to usher in Ronald Reagan, uh, one of the greatest presidents in, in the history of this nation. So, and now also joining well, us. I, okay, I would like to say uh, along those lines, I would like to say that the Obama administration led us to the Trump administration. So, and then the Trump administration was such an overwhelming success that he was elected in a landslide. However, the election was stolen from him. So I'm not it quite was. sure that I can get too happy about a Biden administration being uh, uh, inaugurated on theft when the same thing might happen next time. Go ahead. And, and we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But also, I have another uh, co-host joining us today. She hasn't joined us for a while. Uh, my lovely wife, who I thank God for daily, uh, especially since this last few weeks that I've been sick, and she makes really good chicken soup. My wife, Gaylene, how you doing? I am well, and I'm really happy to be here with you today. You know, I do want to point something out, and and this is, you know, we're talking about the presidency. God is in control, no matter who is president. Mm -hmm. I mean. We've had there. There are a lot of Christians out there that are pulling their hair out and beating their breast and saying, "Saying, don't you believe in God? Don't you believe in God? And don't you believe that that He wants President Trump?" Well, you know what? 
God is sovereign, and no matter what happens, he's still sovereign, and it's part of his plan. And I love it that you guys have just talked about, you know, Jimmy Carter leading the way to President Reagan. So who's to say that if Biden does actually steal this election, that we're not going to get something really much better afterwards? And, who's and, to say? And you make a very valid point. And I want to I want to just discuss you? your point. I want to discuss your point. I want to discuss Galen's point and kind of wrap them together. God is sovereign. We learned in the book of Daniel that God places who he will in charge, even the most base of men. He put Nebuchadnezzar in charge, right? God is totally sovereign in who goes in there. We don't always get the, the leader we want. We get the leader we deserve. We live in a nation that murders their children that takes everything that the Bible calls good and calls it evil, and everything that the Bible calls evil, it calls it good, um, which is, by the way, a sign of the end times. Uh, but uh, um, we, we, live in a, in a, we live in a nation that could teach Sodom and Gomorrah a few tricks. We're going to get sometimes the leaders we, that God wants us to get because we deserve them. However, I believe there are godly people in this country, enough godly people in this country where that if we keep turning our eyes towards God, God can save this nation. We know that he looks for what? 10, find me 10 righteous men, right? Right, Ed? <laughs> Does yeah. that ring a bell? You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, we have, we have people in this country that are prayer warriors. We have, we, we have people like Ed, Ed, you're a prayer warrior. And I'll, I'll say, God bless you for it. And uh, my mom. Yeah. There's a lot of prayer warriors out there that believe in the word of God. But for those out there that say, how could God allow President Biden to steal this? I want you to remember back to the fall of Adam and Eve. He allowed them a free will. They took advantage of that free will. Now, because they took advantage of that free will in a wrong way, God punished them. God allows free will. So God allows corrupt people to do corrupt things. And this, this, Last election, I truly believe, was 100% stolen. God allows it, but do you think that he's going to let them go without repercussion? Yeah, Ed. Well, yeah, that's my, that's part of my point here is, that, and I understand everything you said, and I agree with that. And that's why I'm trusting that God, I'm, I'm hoping that God moves in a miraculous way. And, and like some great movie, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the year, all of a sudden the corruption will be revealed and the president will remain the president and the just will be vindicated and, and that God's hand will be active in that. I understand what you're saying. We live about God raising up and what, what uh, um, I want to call it Gino. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gaylene was saying um, about God raising up you know, kings, but we live in a republic and we vote. And I could understand if this nation, this population had voted for a, a, another Obama, we'd have it coming to us, whatever we got, but I don't believe we did. And so we don't deserve it. I mean, I understand this country was swinging pro-life, not pro-abortion. It was swinging towards godly values. It was doing wonderful things for Israel. So, you know, where is God's hand in well, this? 
you're looking and I really believe and I I hope I'm wrong. I really believe we're facing a Biden a Biden presidency. So where's God's hands in this? You know, God moves in his own time and he he's got as you know for his people he has wonderful things planned for them, great things, epic things. And I'm not going to state that one bad president Jimmy Carter was probably the worst president in the history of mankind. Now, now I Phil will agree with me, but Ed does not agree with me. Jimmy Carter was really bad. You don't know. You maybe not remember. He was really bad. <laughs> All right, being yeah. bad. I remember him being bad. Yes, but I'd say I'd have he, to say Obama was evil. Well, I actually peanut in, in, butter in, went down in the stock market. You know, so Jimmy Carter yeah. really had to be a bad yeah. guy. And in all defense, Ed, I did tell Phil that it was probably a tie between him and Obama. But uh, and, um, and Lyndon Johnson was no saint either. But go ahead. But he, but here's well, the thing: uh, we can but, we can but, tear apart every Democrat there is. But here here's <laughs> what the point I'm trying to make is: in the end, when we go through those storms, the Lord still brings us out on the bright side. We in this country. Um, and we're going to be talking about should we follow uh, Whitmer's on the second part of the show? Should we follow Whitmer's as Christians? Should we follow Whitmer's decree on the shutdowns? How many people out there changed their Thanksgiving because of because of Whitmer's decree? And I want people to weigh in. The phone number is seven three four eight two two one six zero zero because I have my own opinions about that. Book of Romans says that we are to obey the law of the land, that the Lord gives gives the government the sword to wield. You want to have that conversation in the second half or now? Second half. <laughs> second half. So here, here's what I'm saying is we are going to, we as Christians have, have to look towards our rewards, Right. And as we look towards our rewards, we should not be gloom and doom. It says to find joy even in the toughest times. It's even in our persecution. So where do we find joy facing the most corrupt election in the history of the United States? How can we find joy in that? We're coming in. We just finished Thanksgiving. We're going into the celebration of Christmas. We're coming into a new year. These are all holidays as men that we celebrate looking for hope. I think we need to look towards hope. I, I think we need to find hope. Where do we find hope in the midst of men being corrupt? <laughs> Ed? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember the verse now, but my hope is is in God. Yeah. Okay. I've got uh, a my, quote here, Genesis 50, 20. But as for you, you meant you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save people alive. You know, sometimes when we're attacked and evil, evil is meant against us, God is going to use it for good. And that's what I've been saying. God is going to use this. God is going to use it for great things, epic things. And he's going to use it for good. Regardless of what happens in the end, God is going to use it for his good. And in that, we should find great joy and great hope. Amen. I, I read a, a website called The Stream, uh, stream.org. And I saw an interesting post the other day. And it, the title of it was, Give Thanks or Thank God for Your Life, Even If It Sucks. 
And it was a very interesting article. And in Googling it to find it again, I find there's a number of, of uh, articles like that, giving thanks when your life sucks. And they make a great a great argument for that. And, and you know, I'm not going to give it here, but, uh, you know, even when life's bad, you've got something to give thanks for. Let's remember, uh, have either of you, I know my wife's read this book, it's a true story, about uh, two sisters that went into a German POW camp, Corrie Ten Boom. Are you familiar with their story at all? Oh, yeah, she the hiding actually, place. Yeah, the hiding place. And while they were in inside the 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 prisoner of war camp, uh, the POW camp, they were in uh, Ravensbrook. Ravensbrook. Ravensbrook yep. Uh, the guards wouldn't go in because mm -hmm. the fleas and the and the ticks the were, or the fleas and the lice, lice were so bad. Within that cell, the guards would not even go in, and this actually allowed them to ha have Bible study. They had a smuggled Bible that they managed to get in. And uh, you know what? And the sister, as they're praying and thanking God for everything, the sister, Corey's sister, thank God for the lice, right? <laughs> yeah. And she said, why are you thanking him for the lice? If it wasn't for the lice, they wouldn't have been able to have their Bible studies. They wouldn't have been able to have their, their koinonia. So now in this country, we've got to thank God for the lice. We call them Democrats, but they're fleas <laughs> and lice. We, we understand they're parasites. But even that, we have to thank God for them because in the end, it will all work out for God's greater good. Amen? Yes. Amen. Well, that's tell a me real... You Someone, tell me a won't and tell me why because I see I see God working with, with the evil man does. God works with it every, every day. And I see that happening here. Well, when you look but, at, at the um, results of Corey Ten Boom's internment, and the story that came out of it and the lives that were changed due to her faith through that, it's a very similar story to the book of Job, you know, going yes. through all that crap and coming out of it alive and blessed of God. And then that blessing being a testimony to the goodness of God. Yeah. Now, being can grateful you see God using this? this nation that was created as, created as a Christian nation that God could take all of this devastation that we see happening to our nation and in the end bring a blessing out of it that would be giving God the glory throughout the throughout the world. Uh, the, the problem that I have with this is that if if Joe Biden goes in and just shows up every other day uh, and gets out of the basement at the end of four years it'll be just like his his uh, his campaign schedule. He'll, he he will not be held to uh, to answer any questions or anything like that. At the end of that, if he uh, if he finishes out the four years or the eight years or whatever, he's going to be hailed as a good president, maybe one of the best, because the way things are set up, uh, President Trump has left this guy. With the with the with the with the high chair, <laughs> and a and a and a stack of food, this guy is going to have everything set before him, and he can't fail because the press will not let him. And I, you know, I know people get tired of him. Uh, people talk about the press being on the side of the Democrats, but it is no question the press are. I used to say that the the. Uh, 
Democrat Party uh, was uh, doing the bidding. I mean, the, the, the press was doing the bidding of the Democrat Party. No, it's the, uh, the Democrat Party doing the, 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 the will of the press because well, the press ran this hit job on President Trump. Phil, as much as that might be the case, as much as he might get credit for what President Trump has done, mm -hmm. as much as we know that we have a corrupt press and everything else, we live still, and I firmly believe this, we still have a base of people out there that are firm believers in God. And I'll tell you what, as firm believers in God, we look for things to give God thanks for, not to necessarily complain to him all day about. Mm. If I, what, are you, what are you grateful for, Phil? I am grateful for the fact that I have uh, the insight to see through the nonsense that we've been uh, part of all of my years that I've been on this face of this earth. We've been, uh, people have been able to, to, uh, to, to take the language of this great nation and turn the good into bad and the bad into good. And they even want people to deny the presence of God. And uh, and and I will never forgive the Democrats for what they do, because uh, as much as we talk about how we overcame slavery, how we overcame Jim Crow law, how we overcame all of these things, and um, and and year by year, as I grow older, I hear less tribute given and paid to the will of God in 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 our uh, survival in what is termed to be such a bad place in America. Well, let, let's, let me rephrase this, because I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to point, point out to our listeners and have our listeners point out to us that in today's struggles, even with today's struggles, we have things that we can be grateful for. And maybe try to put a little bit of the bitterness aside. A lot of people are afraid right now. A lot of people are mad. A lot of people are angry. I want to have people search, what are they grateful to God about? I am grateful for my wife. I am grateful for my ministry. I am grateful for my grandchildren. I, I am grateful that we still have a nation that we can, we can strive to make a better place. We can strive. What are you grateful for, Ed? Well, in the small sense right now, I'm grateful that my new sewer line was just completed while I was on my show by my friends, my son, neighbors, and uh, and then it all panned out because this has been months in the planning and it all came together and God really moved and, and gave me the results. And this morning at 6 a.m. I had to realize that God was gonna handle this, don't stress out, and he did. And I appreciate everybody who came through. That's what I'm grateful uh, for. You know, in, in itself, right there, that speaks out bundles because you didn't, you, you said it's small, but it's not that small. You had your whole community around you come together to help you out in need. That is wonderful. That is something to be grateful for. That is gratitude for community and for God's grace. Yeah. You know, I see God's providence all the time in my life. And I, I'm just going to share this little story. There was a job opportunity at my work that I had helped start a program and thought that that would be the direction that I was going to go in. 
Okay. My job was horrible for a while. I had a boss that really disliked me and I felt was very abusive to me. And I desperately wanted to move on from this position. And I wasn't even interviewed for that other job. And I was angry. I'm telling you, I was angry for a very long time about the fact that I wasn't interviewed. And I'm still not happy about not being interviewed. I would have been okay with not getting the job had I been at least treated with that kind of respect. But here's what I see. I see that I still have a job that I can go to every day when people Pastor Richard Dietering on Wham. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I am Derek Stone with another moment on sports. 30 years ago on December 1st, College Football Hall of Famer and Brigham Young Cougars quarterback Ty Detmer won the 1990 Heisman Trophy. He led the National Collegiate Athletic Association with 5,188 passing yards and the Western Athletic Conference by recording 361 completions, a 64.2% completion percentage, 41 touchdown passes, and a 155.9 passing efficiency rating. The college football legend's best performance came versus the top-ranked and defending national champion Miami Hurricanes on September 8th when he threw for 406 yards and three touchdowns in the Cougars' win. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. All things is in his will. Absolutely. You were telling us a story, and we'll let you finish the story because I want to continue on uh, with other things after this. Okay, so before the break, I was talking about a job for which I wasn't uh, interviewed and how I really, really struggled in in the role that I was in at the time. And now that I have a job and that I'm working every day, even though I'm working from home, the person that runs the other, the other section that I was not interviewed for is out of work. That department, that unit, that, that, that program has been closed hmm. due to COVID. And, you know, we had a friend who bought, who wanted to buy a house and she really wanted to buy this house. And the house was not, they didn't get the house. They couldn't get approved for the loan for the house. And so they found another house. And this house is humongous. And now this friend has their five grandchildren that they're raising. All of them are under six years old. They've been raising them for a couple of years now, five grandbabies. Um, And she said to us once, You know, I was so upset about not getting that house, but God knew what I needed before I knew. He knew what I needed before I needed it. And absolutely, that's exactly where I am with that job, is that God knew what I needed before I needed it. Yeah, 
Well, that's a really good point, and and and, and very, very, uh, very much of a blessing to hear. I recently have thought of leaving my job because I've been offended by a few things that have happened. And then I realized it's not my place to quit the job until God tells me to quit the job. He may have other reasons for me to be in there. And although it's annoying to me, there may be other things that he wants me to go through during this period of time so that I can minister for him. Hey, it's just a question. The job you were thinking about quitting is not Moment of clarity, is it? I mean, no, we haven't annoyed you that much, right? <laughs> hey, folks, what what are you grateful for? Uh, it's going to be one of the questions that we ask. The number seven three four eight two two sixteen hundred. I pray I got that right. I hope I did not just give out Ed's cell phone number. Um, <laughs> give us a call in. What are you grateful for? Also, uh, I had somebody who was really upset with me. They argued with me to the point of, uh, they, they actually, and it was a brother in Christ, uh, was upset with me because I disagreed with Whitmer's order. And he said, we as Christians are to follow the law of the land. Was her, was her order to keep families down to small sizes and small groups, was that the law of the land? Should we have followed that? Do you have an opinion on that, Ed? Oh, I certainly do. It's For one, I don't think she made it an edict. She made it a suggestion. She has no legal standing to limit the size of houses. This is our house. It's become obvious from the Supreme Court that of the state of Michigan that she has no dictatorial rights anymore with her emergency orders. And as such, now... And that same, same Supreme Court recommended to her or asked her, why didn't you do all this stuff through your health department instead? Which, of course, she immediately did. And now the lockdowns are all through her health department. Well, the health department does not regulate my household. It might regulate uh, restaurants. restaurants. Yes, and, and hair salons and, and maybe even pot shops. I don't know. Uh, but regardless, it has nothing to do with my house. How many people did you have over for Thanksgiving? We had a peaceful protest here. We didn't have people over for Thanksgiving. We had a peaceful, actually it was my wife and myself because as usual, the kids all went to their in-laws and you know, that's just the way it works when you have sons and not daughters. <laughs> How many? That's kind of true actually. It actually is. Cause I oh, spent Thanksgiving at my mother-in-law's. So. Me <laughs> how, how, was, how was your Thanksgiving there, Phil? Uh, very, very austere. I uh, I didn't celebrate. I didn't do the, the traditional turkey and everything because uh, I I changed my diet and I have I haven't eaten meat in about three months. <laughs> so I'm uh, laughing at you. <laughs> hey, as long as you're feeling good, right. then who cares? Oh, let let I, me give I, you my my take on this. I referenced the book of Romans where it said that God gives the sword to the government to wield as it will. The sword in this, the, the, the government in this country is not Governor Whitmer. First of all, it's the it's we the people, first of all, the government, right? And, mm -hmm. and we as the people choose who will wield the sword for us, but we are still the government, first of all. Second of all, the law of the land is not Governor Whitmer's suggestions. The law of the land is the Constitution. 
she has been showing herself to be able to be in violation of that very law a number of times. So it's her who's not following the law of the land. Mm -hmm. So my wife really wants me to keep this conversation going just in a positive direction. And I do. And I'm going to a positive point on all this, Galen. You just have to be patient. You're right. I'm positive you're right. So, <laughs> I'm positive so you're as, to your point. <laughs> well, here, here, here's the thing. Is the Lord gave this country uh, a situation where the government is of the people, by the people, for the people. We are governed by the Constitution. We've got fallbacks. We now have a con we now have a Supreme Court. You want to be thankful? We now have a Supreme Court that'll stand by and hold up that Constitution. Now I see people. I see. I see that I have people in my co-hosts that are cheering God now because we now have a con we now have a Supreme Court that will honor the Constitution, a wonderful document. You want to be thankful? Be thankful for the court we now have. Wednesday, yeah. an ex Wednesday night was an example of that when the Supreme Court with Amy Coney Barrett struck down Cuomo's, uh, Governor Cuomo's uh, here, here. edicts on churches and synagogues. Yes. Here, here. Amen. Hey, we got uh, Gary on the phone. He wants to tell us what he is thankful for. Gary, what are you thankful for? Please, please make my wife smile. She wants a positive show, and I'm positive you can make her smile. So, <laughs> so what you got going, Gary? Uh, well, I'll give it a go. I'm, I'm grateful that my uh, younger sister, who was struck down a week ago with uh, some abnormality in her spine, is up today walking and recovering at a pace the doctors didn't think was possible. My other Amen. sister uh, was, was uh, had a cancer scare and she got her biopsy back and she's cancer free. Sorry. And, uh, but last night, uh, my brother decided it was time for him to slam his head into a plate glass door and fracture his skull. So I'm not quite grateful about that. But what I'm getting at is uh, things happen in both directions, good, bad, and indifferent. And it seems odd from the outside looking in, being a non-Christian, that uh, I hear a lot that uh, when things are going your way, God's looking after you. But when things aren't going your way, God's in charge. So I know you guys, uh, and I mean no disrespect to all of you, but from my point of view, it seems a little odd that... Uh, you can just let me explain that. Let me explain, explain that. Okay. From my All right. point of view, Here. yeah. Go ahead, Ed. No, go go oh. go ahead. I thought you were done. Oh. So go ahead, finish your statement. Oh, I pretty much did. I mean, because it's okay. So it's, uh, it's it's like a cop out from my point of view. No, here, 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 it is. When things are going good, God is looking after us. When things are going bad, God's in control. I would sit, sit there and say God is always looking after us and God is always in control. Both of those statements are true 100% of the time. This is why I'm, I'm trying to say I am feeling right now very grateful to God. And I will, I will agree with you to one statement. There are times where Christians, when things are going rough, um, they almost are trying to convince themselves that God is in control. They've given up on God. Uh, and so they make that statement actually trying to give themselves hope. That statement, God's in control, always true. 100% always true. He is in control. We have free will, but in the end, his will wins out. And when, when things are going good, I tell people when things are going good, 
you have to ask yourself a question. Are things going good because you're living right or you're living wrong? Same thing when things are going bad. Are things going bad because you're living right or living wrong? Sometimes the answer is mankind is just depraved and mankind are going to do bad things to each other. Well, sure. But, but in the but end, or, God is going, God is always in control and God is always looking out for his own. Yeah, but horrible things happen to good people and great things happen yes. to bad people. So there's no correlation there. It's all a matter of um, how the day goes for you. Now, granted, I'll give you that if you live in a den of thieves, you're going to get stolen from. You know, that's, that's just the facts. But even God being in charge, and I know this is an old argument that we atheists use against Christians all the time, then why is he allowing this transgender thing to go on with our children in a, in a spectacular way in this country where young people are being mutilated and having their minds warped, and we have an election and we try to stop it, and... God's in charge, so we're going to have Joe Biden as our president and all these leftists with the hope that maybe after he is done, we'll have a better man than Donald Trump run, and he can wipe it clean. I, I said that's a possibility. Sure, I don't know if that's actually going to happen either, but here's the thing. One thing I do know, God in the end, we, we're trying to look at things on our time and our level. God, in the end, has given mankind a free will to operate within this universe with a free will. So men are going to do evil things. Yes, God's in control, but the only way that our worship of him, our belief in him, makes any sense at all is if we have a complete free will to do that. And to have that free will, we have to have the, the ability to choose between what's right and what's wrong. And go ahead, Ed. I'll finish my statement in a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. I just want Right. So it's okay. I had a guy that worked for me years ago, and he had his he worked uh, football, uh, high school football coaching. And one night, these guys came off the off the field. There, there was a big tackle, and he was right there. And he got bowled into by both of them, and he was knocked unconscious. And he came into work the next day. And he was complaining about his jaw jaw being sore from what happened. And I insisted to him. Look, we have insurance. You go take that and get get that covered, right? And so here this, this accident that happened to him that like knocked him out, left his jaw hurting, was a short-term problem for him. But I insisted he go see the doctor. And when he had it examined, it turned out he had jaw cancer. And if it hadn't happened, the cancer in him would not have been revealed and he wouldn't be alive today. And he went yeah. through this long period where he was having surgery and recovered. Now, is that analogous to what we're at right now? That the this election process has exposed a ton of corruption that needs to be cut out, right? Well, sure. Yeah, I can see that. I can absolutely see that, Ed. Uh, one last thing, and I'll let you all go. Oh, another thing I'm grateful for is having all of you in my orbit, and I call you all friends. You are you you are my dear friend, and uh, you know I would I say this about very few people. Well, I say this about very few people. Is Gary? I would take a bullet for you, and you know that. So oh, I appreciate that. Well, come on over here. Well, I, there's the only reason I take a bullet for you is I'm ready to meet my maker. You're not. <laughs> we got to get you there. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. I, I love you. Um, you know, 
we look at this COVID right now, and this caused uh, a lot of churches, a lot of uh, believing churches to go online. And I know, Ed, you've been watching Pastor Max when I put him online, and you've been watching some of the other stuff I do. And um, we've had people from uh, Sweden and Switzerland and China. Yes, China. Uh, actually, they I think they shut down. We had some in I, Iran, but that got shut down, and they cannot watch it anymore. We had people from Brazil, people from Venezuela, all watching these. And we had people, we had uh, atheists in, in Ypsilanti. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say atheists. Atheist is the wrong term because he, he did believe in something. He was he was a Wiccan. Actually, threw threw that aside and uh, believes in Christ. Um, people are coming to the Lord be, under the, this duress. Now, I will argue that this coronavirus that's out there was put out intentionally by China. This was put out there by the evil of mankind. I firmly believe that. But through I'm that evil of mankind, through that evil of mankind, people are finding God. Amen. And to me, that is wonderful. We are reaching out. This has caused the churches to reach out in ways that they didn't before, and it's causing them, it's causing them to uh, um, find God. Hey, we got a, uh, two two other callers on there. Jenny, how you doing, Jenny? I'm good. I'm good. How y'all doing? Hey, I am so good. Vitamins should be taking me. <laughs> Anyway, what I just want to say, I love your point there because, Rich, because um, I've been saying that all along about the COVID thing, about the, I call it the China virus. Mm-hmm. But it really, that was evil for good. And, it, yes. you know, the Democrats will never understand that, but that's too bad for them, or the communists. Um, but, I, so that part... I've been thankful for that part of it. Um, my church is open, but, um, you know, we've been open since Mother's Day. Yeah, we've been, um, we've been open about just as long. Okay, so, anyway, but I want to say this. Um, I'm thankful for the um, information that I get from the conservative point of view that it's still out there. And I'm really thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the friends I have. And I'm just so thankful because um, I remember, you know, all through Obama and everything, that my faith was strengthened in that bad time. And, Very good. You know, that that's what can happen. You know, you, well, thank you, you can't... For you know, I, I firmly believe that in the bad times, that's when you know where the rubber meets the road and what your faith is going to be. That's absolutely right. We are told that the test we go through is actually to show us where our faith is. Hey, Jenny, I want to thank you. God love you for your call. I've got two other callers to get here before the end of the show, and I have to do that quickly. Joe, Joe, what are you thankful for? Oh, lots of things. Uh but uh, down to the top I don't two. talk about it, uh, but I've been on Social Security disability since uh, 2004 due to health and run into issues 
financial a couple of times. And, I mean, even just online friends. One person that's a Facebook friend, or at least was till fascist book permabanned me in July, donated to me $500 two different times when I was in a financial crisis. And all she was was an online friend. I've never met her in person. There are good people out there and good things happening. But you wouldn't know about it based on the media peddling, especially the Wuhan virus panic and paranoia. And we've discussed suicide on your show and Ed's show and Gary's show in the past. And suicides are up now. So we need shows like this talking about the good things and that there are good people. And if there's anyone out there in trouble, in crisis, call 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-TALK, the suicide prevention line. There are good things. Life is worth living. Uh, you know, bad things happen, but there are a whole lot of good things. You are loved. You are wanted. You are needed. God has a purpose for you. Amen, and thank you. I think we got enough time. Walter, you're on. Make it quick, brother. Put on your seatbelts, folks. It's Walter. All right, here we go. Here we go again. First of all, yeah, we got to be able to distinguish between God-ordained and man-manufactured crisis. And yep. and I am erring on the latter part. A lot of this we'll be going through with the COVID pandemocrat is man-manufactured crisis. It has reduced yep. a lot of horrible side effects joblessness and everything else and far as but God in the end you know please, in the end you know that god is going to take care of his own and that his will is going to prevail right right but what i'm saying is i'm trying to balance this out and i know there's no there's no neutrality with god but i'm kind of like in between god and man on this one i continue to say this is a man manufactured problem it's not like god brought all this down on us it's man manufactured by our governmental leaders and others. As far as uh, God permitting certain things, yeah, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, He can uh, raise up uh, evil people to to uh, punish evil people, and that's a pattern yep. throughout the Old Testament in the Book of Kings, Chronicles, things like that. How He brought evil leaders in, He allowed them to get in there to punish. Israel, because of their rebellion against him and his word. But for what, are you, what 13, are you thankful for? What's that? What are you thankful for today? I'm thankful for thankfulness. No, <laughs> the reason I say that is because I hear a lot about what are you thankful for. When you listen to Hollywood, Hollywood and the news media and all that, when they ask people that same question, what are you thankful for? They are thankful to themselves. I am thankful <laughs> to the object of my thankfulness, Almighty God and the Lord Jesus Christ, for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, because in Him we live and move and have our being. We exist because of Him. Everything we have, like His daily benefits, jobs, blessings, innumerable. We cannot uh, begin to uh, add up all the blessings seen and unseen He has given us. So I'm thankful for all of that, all of that and salvation in Christ. There's got to be an object of your thankfulness. You can't thank yourself or thank man, you know. 
Hey, but, uh, Walter, we're, we're coming down close to the end, and I want to make sure I get this Bible verse in. Thank you for calling. I'm thankful that you did call. Uh, <laughs> let me get this Bible verse out, and if we have time, then I'll let uh, Ed, Phil, and Galen get in the last word here. If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. That is Second Chronicles 20, verse 9. Folks, we may not like what's happening with the election. We may not like what's happening with the vote, our vote, and how it has been maneuvered. But we have got to be thankful that we have a loving God that has a big plan for you that loved you so much that he sent his son to this earth to die for you so you could have eternal life. If you need anything to be thankful for, be thankful that he provided you to have a way to be reconciled with him. If you need nothing else, realize that you can be reconciled with the living God. And yes, we have a living God and an empty tomb that you can be reconciled to through his blood on the cross. If you want to be thankful, be thankful for that. Okay, I'm getting the hand signal. I'm getting the finger from Derek. It's time for us to go. I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to A Moment of Clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on Wham Radio.